McGowan, athletics check. Not bad. Out of the gate. 19 out of the gate. Heavy hands slam down on your shoulders trying to push you back, but you maintain your upright position. The crewman stands before you enraged, shouting in Fruisian. His neck muscles stick out as he swears at you and goes to push you again, but you bat his hands away. His eyes are bright, white, and furious, peering through the muck and the blood spattering his scarred face. Behind him, two crew are smothering the sorcerous flames of your hand axe, currently sticking out of the serpent woman figurehead of the Helheim. You remember his name, Sotero. Bruxa, he hisses. Bruxa do diabo. He spits and drags a finger across his bicep. Devil, what do you do? Listen to me! Would you rather have fucking died? I shove him off. Athletics check. 18. Oh, I think he throws your hands back and you push this large Fruesian crewman with his pot belly back against the railing. And he is about to hurl a fist or maybe reach for a knife in his pocket. And Arn is there. He cuffs him once across the face, Sotero. And Arn's big meaty hand clamps on your shoulder, pushing you back. And in a second, he is establishing order. Atu simultaneously ascending crew after the stricken men in the muck below, one of which Yora has hefted over her shoulder. A long sling is produced from Atu's pocket and winds around his fist as he scans the tree line for more spiders. Barely ten seconds has passed since the attack ended, and Arn has sent crewmen to either end of the ship, ordering, You four, stern, you, port, dig us out. We leave in five. Arn bellows the last sentence. Thank you, five. (laughs) Thank you, Faith. Arn bellows the last sentence. Atu, still swinging that sling from his hand, paces the deck and ducks close to the captain to murmur something in his ear. The captain nods and straightens up and stalks to the stern, an angry panther, deftly stepping over muck-soaked coils of rope, the quartermaster, Hawa, in tow. A streak of crimson runs down Arn's left forearm. What do you do, Yora, down on the ground as men begin to throw ropes over and, and try to haul up the stricken crewmen? I assume she's helping in any way possible. Great. Just give uh, me an athletics check. Yeah. Uh, 16. Yeah, I think you actually lift the, 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 the crewman who appears to be paralyzed in some way. He is still breathing, the one that was bitten by the spiders, the one that uh, you jumped in, you know, jumping off the stern like a falling angel to uh, intervene, you are able to lift him out of the muck. You, your feet are actually sinking somewhat into this slime. Uh, the, the water, the tide seems to be coming in. And you lift him up, and he is taken up over the railing and into the ship. Sotero glares at you one more time, McGowan. His mustache bristles. His potbelly quivers. And then he drops over the side, joining the men digging the Helheim free. What do you do? 
What are the things that Arn assigned? Uh, d- to dig free the Helheim, uh, to stow away things on deck. And there are a couple, like, out in this, th- there was, like, a vague perimeter mm-hmm. of maybe campfires, cooking equipment, something like that, mm-hmm. out just beyond the ship. There was the intention that maybe we would be staying here for a little bit longer. But clearly the captain has returned from his scouting party early. Cool. Uh, I will use Mold Earth to help excavate, you know, get the ship dug out. Roll intimidation. Gladly. Didn't take proficiency in that one. So that's just a 10. You begin to carve vast amounts of mud away from the Helheim's starboard which is the direction out to the water from whence you came, out into the brackish muck of this marsh. And as you do, the crew members that were assigned to this station light up. They are furious, yelling at you. One of them actually stumbles backwards and falls on his ass into the muck, is helped up by furious shouting friends. Not just Sotero this time. Two other crew members are are furious and shouting in Phrygian at you. What, do you want it to get done or not? They are hauling themselves up and shaking their heads, drawing that thumb across their bicep, uh, but they seem unsure what to do. They don't want to attack, and they don't want to uh, disobey Arn's orders. Locked in this in shouting match with you, just c- neck muscles cording and bulging. They're pissed. Yora, this is the opposite side of the ship from you. Are crew members all aboard? All the injured are aboard? As you lift up that first one, you then assist the the men that are already taking the two fly-stricken ones. And you can see that they're in a a similar sort of state, but they have uh, puncture wounds, as though they've been struck by mosquitoes and and such. Once all of them are on board, I think the next thing that would make, like, I think she's very at home in the mud. Mm -hmm. And, like, she's not wearing any form of armor, so Mm -hmm. I think she's at home there. So I think she's either going to go help dig out the boat or I don't know if people are pushing to like get it out to water you know what I mean well, like almost like blocking sled football right like just line yeah. up behind it and start pushing it out absolutely and I think you join the crew uh, of people that are pushing the the bow of the boat so that it when it eventually does go into the yeah. water it will slide forward and not sideways yeah. so I think you are angling the boat bringing the bow to face out into the yeah. water and you see uh, the two faces of Zakar and Aaron, Aaron, peeking over the the railing at you. They seem worried. I mean, I, if if she sees that they seem worried, so she's going to shout up, "What are you worried about? What is the matter?" I think they don't say anything. That you just see that sort of blank, sort of child used to disaster, uh, bored fear almost. Arn, climb down here. Arn. Or not Arn, a uh Atu? A Aaron? A- a- yeah. Oh. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. She just she just shortened it. <laughs> Captain! <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh Aaron, is that what is that? Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. There's a lot of Arn in <laughs> Yeah, sorry, my bad. Uh a lot of Arn. Um Current Arnie, future Arnie. <laughs> Aaron, get down here. Aaron with Zakar hand in hand, they they uh slip over the side and drop into the muck. It's up to their hips. Cool. I think she's going to keep both of them near her, mm-hmm. but she's going to be like, lay hands on the boat, learn to push. I love that. I love that. Teach them. 
She yeah, will teach, teach them, them. Teach them in the way that they should learn. Yeah, teach them in the way Push that they should go. Push heavy things, get strong. Uh, <laughs> Push thing, get strong. I don't know. I love that, but I don't know what that is. Is that like a like a persuasion? Like you're, I have no idea. You're sort of like teaching them something. <laughs> I'm commanding them to do something. Athletics roll. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is it athletics to like push? Is that what this is? Or is I that think the, like, it's athletics, athletics like, like your coach telling you how to bench for the first time. Okay. Hell cool. yeah. Um, <laughs> will we be actively pushing in this? Yeah. They'll be helping. They're children, but yes. No, no, no. That was, then she's going to really show them something and she's going to rage. Just grind her feet into the mud. Boof, boof, like two big bear paws on the back of this. And like once they do it, she's just going to like start to like grip in and flex and you're going to see those tattoos just start to kind of faintly shimmer a little bit. Yeah. Just let out a yell and push. They uh, push as well. And I think Zakar slips and falls in the mud. But RN, standing there, grinding like you with the hands. I didn't care about Zakar. Let's go. Pushing. Let's out a, just an urchin wild whoop as he's pushing. Uh, also, that's a 27 for Yora. <laughs> Amazing. The boat slides, and it slightly overcorrects, and then is pushed back in the correct way, and it can now be shooted out into the uh, the water on command. Ah! Or in VLs. And you notice a slight trickle of blood on his forearm. McGowan, you have cut out the mud, and now the crewmen, uh, again, shaking their heads and st- deciding better than to start something with you, are splitting up back towards the inland part of the ship to pick up whatever uh, pots and pans or, or implements that they left out there. Mm. Uh, everybody else seems to be climbing aboard the ship and are readying ropes. Uh, if that task is done, then I will get back to the top of the ship then and start helping out up there. Yora, same thing. Now it's just waiting on the captain's orders and people seem to be either clearing out the main camp or uh, boarding the ship. What do you do? Um, I'll send the boys back onto the ship to just like help I guess, put things away. They seem capable of that. And then I'm going to go out and help pack up camp stuff. Clear the camp. And just clear the camp as quick as possible. Surprisingly, you see Arn, who at some point must have slipped over the side and begun to pick up some of the supplies. And Was it when I accidentally was like, hey, Arn, get down here. <laughs> yeah. I'm in AA, Ron. Yeah, that must have been when. Uh, <laughs> and he barely seems to notice you as he prowls around the camp. He, he, his eyes flicker to you and they just slide away uh, instead telling crewmen to pick up this, to pick up that. Uh, he rolls up a couple scrolls and puts it in a navigator's pack and begins to walk back to the ship. Can I make an inside check on him? Yes. This is not going to be good. That's not my strong suit at all. Yeah, that's a nine. Like, does he just, like, I guess the question that I w- what would have been asking mm-hmm. if I didn't know that I was failing uh-huh. um, is, like, does he seem different or, like, does seem anything seem off? I think, unfortunately, and I don't know how Yora feels about this, this is how it's been for the okay. last couple of days. I think Yora might have wanted to go on the scouting party with okay. Arn yeah. and co. and was instead sort of assigned to Halfdan to help out. There is no real... Uh, insight about why, but it seems a little bit like being frozen out. Cool. No worries. I'll just keep helping as much as I can. As quickly as I can. Hell yes. Najma. Yes. You fall. (laughs) Something went wrong with Chell's teleportation circle. Mm -hmm. There's a sound like an electronic sizzle, like a, like a, a beep or a break or a tear. And then you are falling to earth, whipping 
spinning and tumbling through the air. The world is a dizzying blur of greens and blues and the bloody hues of sunset. What do you do? Can I try to like whip around to see if I'm by myself? Like is if Lilith is falling with me or if I'm just like free falling? Perception at disadvantage because you are tumbling through the air. Joe, why do you hate me? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nine. The one thing that you are hit with is the wave of smell. It's the okay. one thing that you instantly recognize when everything becomes a violent blur of color tumbling down. You are not in the savanna anymore. You are not in that dusty arroyo. Okay. Something splatters your face even as you fall. <gasps> oh, God. What do you do? Can I try to get, like, flipping so I'm falling, like, stomach first? Oh, yeah. Is okay, this great. your monk thing? Can I do that? Absolutely. Can I do it to, like, brace myself so I know if I'm going to fall and hit something? I'm just trying to get where it's not on my spine. Yeah, okay. so you're, you you did this thing with your arms like a like a, <laughs> yeah, like like a, a sugar glider. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like a, a little parachute. sugar glider baby. Yeah. Do you have, like, robes? Like, what does this look like to slow your fall? As I a... do have, like, those, you know, okay, you know, like, Jasmine's pants, how she has to. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've got, like, parachute pants or, like, some kind of skirt that I can, like, parachute myself. Absolutely. Sort of. Is this, like, monk shit? <laughs> I, I can't think of a better way to... Is this magic? Because... Yeah, it could be. Well... Is this a way that Najma focuses her key, or is it uh, literally, I'm, I just am in such good control of my body that I can try to slow my fall? I think it is, like, a little bit of, like, a monk concentration. Yeah. To, like, get to a spot to be able to fall. And you write yourself. Okay. You are now in that sort of parachuting pose, that sort of billowing pose, almost like a like a sugar glider or something. And your fall does slow. And then you can actually make out what it is that you're seeing. But not before something whips by you, silent, falling like a stone <gasps> into the marsh below. Oh, God. Chell, oh, a flash God. of her, eyes up to the sky, arms spread, the exact mirror opposite of you falling with her back to the marshlands below. Uh-huh. Her hair's whipping around her wrinkled face. Blood is sprinkling and misting in the air, and she plummets beneath the tree line in seconds while you fall. As you right yourself like this, your arms outstretched and you slow your fall, you can see the world now. It is no longer the violent uh, smears of color. It is a marsh, the marshland below. Red gold in the sunset, dark greens and blues and browns. You even see, just for the barest second, dark structures off to the north. Something artificial, something that doesn't quite match uh, the marsh. And then beyond that, even farther to the north, you're not quite sure, but it definitely looks more open. You're just falling too fast to really see. But from what you know, you are falling into a marsh, and there is something to your north. And you're falling still speeding to the earth below, whipping towards these overgrown trees and vines, and now past branches and hanging curtains of moss. And as you fall, bracing yourself for what will still probably hurt, Mm -hmm. you see below you mud, water. What do you do? Well, can I see Chell on the ground anywhere? I can't. She, while you slowed, she... Okay. Um, I think I'm going to try to go from sugar glider to, like, get my feet so I can plant if I fall. So you plunge down, feet first, down, mm-hmm. down, and poof, you hit the water. Underwater, three-point superhero <laughs> landing. So, hell yeah. What is the language of slow fall? You can use your reaction when you fall to reduce any fallen, falling damage you take by 30. Oh, 
Oh, thank God, because I would have been dead. (laughs) (laughs) The shock of hitting this mud, of hitting this muck, slamming and submerging down, 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 is so painful it almost knocks the wind out of you. Mm -hmm. And you suffer 52 damage. Minus thirty. Oh god! It's like, what if I'm dead? <laughs> what if I? What if I just died? Wait, what was it? Twenty-two. Yes. I mean, I'm basically dead, but that's okay. Are you? Uh, are you conscious? Yeah. Okay, good. Literally. <laughs> oh, it survived. You plunge <laughs> down, down into the muck, this fetid, swampy cesspit, and you are enclosed. You are submerged. You are enwombed in this black ooze. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Um, I think I'm going to take a breather for a second. <laughs> you are under mud. Like fully in you it? Are, you are in the bottom oh my of a God. muddy lake. Okay. <laughs> I guess she's going to try to like climb to, I have like no strength. It's fine. I think she's going to try to like claw her way out, I guess. Give me an athletics check. <laughs> oh, ooh. 18. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, great. How do you find this strength? Where does it come from? I think she's really trying to see if she's like is probably hundred percent shell like died. So she's just trying to find her is the drive. Just just find, just mm-hmm. find Chell, find Chell. This person you've been protecting for the last twelve hours, essentially, mm-hmm. uh injured as she was. Mm-hmm. And you are are clawing your way. You know, you mm-hmm. somehow know which way is up, thank God. And you uh eventually break the slimy, mucusy surface of this swamp. And the air is a lot darker here under the tree line than hmm. you would expect from the gorgeous, bloody sunset that you saw just seconds ago. The boat is ready. Where are you? What are you doing? Probably rowing, because I assume with three people uh, incapacitated to some extent that there's more of a need for rowers. You're absolutely right. There is an imbalance now. There is a, a lack of manpower. Arn is, uh, after helping transport three of these these stricken crewmen into the main hold, having thrown out a tarp and laid them down, Atu is seeing to them. Arn himself takes the oars as well. Mm. Instead of shouting orders, he himself is somewhere near the stern, probably not far from Yora, directly on the opposite side of Go Yora. Arnold. And even though... You are all really powerful specimens. This ship is feeling the lack of men, Mm, the lack mm -hmm. of crew members. This goes on for quite a while Mm -hmm. before Atu eventually calls a break and reduces the the rowing crew to about four just to keep on course. The boat is somewhat suspended then in the middle of this marshland as you are creeping ever further into this murk. Atu makes eye contact with Arn, who walks into the hold. You have a five, essentially. <laughs> a five-minute break. Thank you, five. Atu. What was um, that? What? You said it earlier. That was Andrew, bitch. <laughs> Atu uh, uh, looks at you. <laughs> Did you actually <laughs> no. say No. Uh, I think Atu does clap you on the shoulder as he walks by, and then he stops and looks at you and looks around. Where is the Geist? Great, that's a good question. Uh, Yora, you seen where Mart went? He disappeared, but he has done this before. He will likely return. We have the king's body. Yeah, that's true. He's not going to go anywhere without that. Is that a problem? I too. Oh, shit. We left my <laughs> Damn it. 
Also, I got cardboard? full Love Island garbled there. I said, hey, hey, I, I know. Oh, I was like, hello. I heard that. It made me smile. And I was like, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> so Taro calls from the murder, from the front. <laughs> he calls from the murder. He calls from the murder. Oh, God. So Taro calls from the front of the boat. The spirit's murdering is done. Why would he stay? And he, again, he draws that thumb ar- across his bicep. And you see four or five crewmen near him towards the bow of the boat do the same thing, though they keep their eyes down. The fuck you mean the spirit's murder is done? Silence, Atu calls. And the men, after some grumbling from Sotero, again put their heads down, supping on whatever water flasks they have. Sotero makes eye contact and tries to eat a rotten crust of bread. He doesn't react. McGowan's over these people. Yora, Arn says from the hold, beckoning. She, she goes. Atu has reclaimed order in this way, and Sotero and his group of crewmen towards the bow are once again self-contained, not even looking in the direction of the stern. And as you have this break, is there anything in particular you're looking to? I think I'll go check on the king's body. Yeah, I think it is in the hold. And as Yora has just walked up to the hold, and you do as well, I think Arn holds up a big palm and says, A minute, if you please. Oh. Right then, I was going to check on something unrelated. And uh, the hold door closes, and Yora, you are in this, this dim light with the three men on the ground in the tarp. And I think uh, Aaron is helping as he was in this sort of form as like either a cook or, or in some way trying to pick up the slack uh, from the multiple dead crew members, including the surgeon and the cook. Uh, I think Aaron is just trying to wipe uh, the, the, the beaded foreheads of these men who are now relaxing somewhat, but they are still moaning and, and seem to be unconscious. They are not in that paralyzed rictus any longer. Arn gestures just off to the side where a, a low voice would not be heard by Arn and co. This is perhaps the only conversation you've had in probably four or five days. He still will not look at you. We make for the village. The smuggler's called Pissmire. Humorous, yes. That's Andrew. Right. <laughs> it would be Yora. No, it's definitely not Yora. Andrew just loved Pissmire. <laughs> I want I want to live there. Oh, God. I want to go to there. I sometimes I feel like Pismire. I live there. Well, they don't right. call it Pissmeyer. The smugglers call it okay. Pissmeyer. <laughs> Sorry. It's it not just... like, hey, welcome to Pissmeyer. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that concept broke me completely out of the universe in the sense of like, uh, I was expecting like, it's... It's called like Muckworth, Valheim, or some yeah. like some like Nordic or like Middle oh, yeah. Eastern, and then it's just like man, I, I wrote that thinking like, yeah, what if the the smugglers are so mean? It's just like I this kind of know. rough village. You they have name to understand. It. And, and they don't want to love it, but coming from Arn, it was like the local village. <laughs> Peace, my peace. It's just like shithole. My brain was all in one direction and then completely shifted, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yora would not even, not even blink, flinch at it. It's just words. Oh, uh, sorry about that. We are not five leagues away. I know the people. And he finally looks at you. You are not taught in the way an Askamani should be. This is well. One may learn and feel no shame at learning, but a shame not known 
is still a shame, do you understand? I do not. Why travel you with the summoner? The summoner heads north, so I go with him. Why travel you with his geist? He also heads north. He has given me purpose. His face has been kind of impassive in that uh, craggy muscle man kind of way, but the edges of his mouth downturn a little bit at that. I am not as my father was, or his father. I fear not weird men, nor lying fortune tellers, nor gentle medicine women, but ye traffic with him that traffics with spirits. North purpose. Is North purpose? The boy Zakar, his mother sold potions, love filters and luck charms, creams to soothe old joints. They hung her before the temple of Tejem while the people looked on. To die with sword in hand is honor, it is purpose. It is the right of the Ashman. There is no honor in sorcery, only death unnatural. We will take the dwarf and his geist as far as Eris. We will wish him good fortune and proud death. Then the Helheim sails across the sea. To Danon, perhaps, or the edge of the world. Come with us to seek purpose. Purpose lies not to the north. I have given my word that I will head to the north, and I will not break that. And he begins to bandage his forearm. The shallow wound leaks red blood, and his blue eyes finally look away from yours. That is well. Jonah here to say thank you for listening to this episode of Bound. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our incredible partner, Dice Envy. Their ultra-popular Infinity Dice are back in stock, both the original console and Hylian editions. Uh, I'm big fans of both of those. So if you're blasting off magic missiles or chugging health potions, you're going to want these bad boys in your hand. You can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com Questco or by using promo code Questco at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of the Quest Company, please do us a favor and go to our page on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It's a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in. And if you really love what we do here at the Quest Company and you'd like to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. If you'd like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find a link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanypodcast.com. 
If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at The Quest Company. You can also hang out with us in our Discord that we have for both Quest Company and Quest Code Junior. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. We had some awesome fan art come in this week. Thank you to Brad at Brad Oxnum underscore sketch art on Instagram for sending us some incredibly cool and muscular art of Yora, McGowan, and Ma'at. Y'all, you gotta see these. They're so good. If you haven't, go check them out on our Instagram and Twitter or in the fan art gallery on the website. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. I'd like to thank Joe Lytus for running the game and editing this episode along with the artist whose music is featured in it. Thank you to Akash Gandhi for the song Eyes of Glory. Thank you to Coyote Hearing for the song Cicada Killer. Thank you to Dan Bodan for the song Gaia and Fog. Thanks to Daniel Birch for License to Kill and Danger Drone. Thank you to Kai Engel for Brand New World and Mist and Clouds. Thank you to Amulets for the song Nocturnally and Viseria for the song Seething. Ambient Sound by TabletopAudio.com and Solar Flare. That's all for me, so let's get back to the action. Thank you for joining us here at the Quest Company. The flies are moving, McGowan. The dead flies. On the deck. The ones that you burnt. They move, but not as flies move. They swirl. And then a booted foot scatters them, or a mud-soaked pack drags them along the wooden deck of the Helheim as one crewman or another moves to the stern. But still they move, McGowan, as you wait by the hold. Not by use of wings or legs, but as if an unfelt wind swirled them. But Investigation check. <laughs> it eludes me. <laughs> What'd you roll? Uh, rolled that hot three. No. Yes, three. Mm. Can I ask a question real fast? Yes. Before you get to whatever that three means. Um, you said Sotero was a something. Fruesian. Fruesian. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. I'm thinking like a, like a Portuguese pirate. Nice. We love a Portuguese pirate. Love him. A three. I think I say it under my breath, just kind of noting the other uh, crewmen and everything, uh, but then I'll go over and actually look closer at, at what's happening with these flies. They're aligning somehow. You see a curve or a straight line, an image. No, a letter. B. A. S. And Atu sweeps through the flies, scattering them as he walks to the stern. The flies go swirling off into the bilge, their carapaces pattering on the deck. 
I just sort of look around, and just under my breath I say, Alright, I know you're there. They move again, off now, in the edge, in the bilge. Shapes forming, shakier now. The flies assemble, T. One fly jerks out of place of the T, twitching, and the other flies remain. R. A. Two more flies twitch, stiff legs now moving again, skewing the letter. I. All flies wriggle, desperately now, as though living again, twitching against the unfelt wind that shapes them. And just as the flies spell one more letter, T, they burst. Their eyes burst with tiny strings of green blooming stems and minute needle leaves, and before your eyes breaking through black carapace, brilliant orange flower petals. All shape, all letter is lost now, overgrown, entangled, and bursting with this half-life, which even now dwindles as flower petals wither and fall and turn to dust on the deck of the Helheim. An actual wind sweeps away the dust, and the communication ceases. Okay, I really thought I was about to say bastard. That did not go as I (laughs) anticipated. Did anyone else seem to have noticed that this happened? I think as you straighten up, uh, looking at this, there is a squeak, and you see Sotero suddenly behind you, now facing away from you, walking back towards the bow. I won't confront him. Atu gives the signal. Yora, what do you do? I think at the command, she's um, she's going to turn to head to her oar, and she's going to look at um, Aaron. 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 Damn it. So hey, Aaron. I'll get it, event- I'll get it eventually. Aaron. Um, she's like, boy, come row with me. And she's just going to head out and assume he follows her. Love it. Give me another athletics check because you're doing your, your, your mama weightlifting coach thing. Uh, 16. Hey. Aaron tries. And he does very well. But as you continue and as this, this steam builds back up as you head towards I assume the, we're on the same oar. Yes, the yeah. ill-named Pissmeyer. Mm-hmm. I think he has to like stand up like to go with the whole <laughs> range of the oar. He's favoring his right arm. That injury is concerning Andrew. Yes, correct. It is not concerning Yora. What is <laughs> So that injury is concerning Andrew. The it injury. is not concerning Yora. Yeah. I saw B-A-S. I was like, oh, bastard. Nope. Not bastard. <laughs> not bastard. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Love it, love it. Sometimes love my it. brain can wander, but like I'm very focused right now. I do a lot of meditation these days. I keep noticing my brain, like my mind, as a thing moving in directions. I imagine it like a weird boat that like changes its shape. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, oh, Joe. Hell yeah. <laughs> what? It's just so tender. <laughs> uh, I still can't get over Pissmeyer. <laughs> yeah, you dick. He was so no, in it. it. Wasn't, and then it wasn't no. even about that. It no, was, I get you. It's dude. not the name. It's just my brain was like on the topic of brain. <clears throat> I was fully ready for like Valentine. Like I was yeah, ready for no. like, Dragonstad. Oh, I believe like, you. So, like you know what I mean. And he was just like Pissmeyer. Pissmeyer. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, can't, can't. Where's my art? Where's our friend? But he's not a person. They are not. A, they're they're a spirit. They're a spirit. Or or not a spirit. spirit. No, they don't like being called a spirit. Like the willow wisps. But they're from Brave. But they're not like a regular human. They don't seem like a regular human. No. Cool. Yeah. Great. Chell is dead. Oh damn it! I fucking. She lies. 
Sorry. You got it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like hey, waiting. That's the reaction I'm hoping. Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, as long as it's not like, ah, oh, whatever. Okay. No. <laughs> it's okay. She's old. She was old. She was old. Damn bitch. And she looks old and small, spread eagle and crumpled as she is. I don't think she hit the water. Yeah. I think she hit part of the raised roots and muddy path mm-hmm. that you now find yourself on. <laughs> her eyes are closed. Her ears leak blood into the mud. But she nevertheless is looking up and there is no real image of pain or, yeah. or distress on her face. Mm-hmm. Except for everything else, she could be asleep. Okay. Already flies are buzzing around her maddeningly. It's been maybe three minutes since you pulled yourself hacking and bruised out of the mud. She is missing her lower half. Oh my god, like her body? A clean (gasps) bisection (laughs) at the waist. The smell of blood and the buzz of the flies is true horror. What do you do? Ooh! Um, I think I want to just kneel down by her, and I'm just going to say, oh, chel me preachol, and then I'm going to get the mud and the blood and mix it in my hand and then draw a constellation across her forehead. Gorgeous. Is this like a cere- like a goodbye ceremony or, or something? Yeah, I think it's just her because she looks asleep trying to create like a dream for her through the constellations. I love that. And it's the one like right near her elbow. And yeah. it's like the lover's constellation. Her hands are, are tightly clasped. And as you do this constellation, uh, the left one relaxes and there's <gasps> a... Just a, a white feather, a white downy feather okay. in her hand. Can I take it? You do. Okay, take it. And in her right hand is just a simple willow wand. Can I take that? Yes. Okay, take it. Sorry to loot you, show. <laughs> <laughs> you also have her bag from earlier. Yes. Okay. What do you do? I think I'm going to take off my clothes, mm-hmm. but I have like a special, I hate using Disney reference, but it's like the Esmeralda like shimmery that has like a bunch of stars on it that I'm going to like wrap around. But I think I'm just getting in like my undergarments because it's muddy and heavy. Yeah. You're you're trying to. And I'm fucked up. You're really fucked up. Yeah. How do you feel? I think I'm definitely, like I think she's definitely limping around. Uh Uh-huh. And she doesn't know where to go. Can I look around and see if there's any path or. Absolutely. People like. So. Unfortunately, your sense of direction was a little screwed from right. when you fell. Mm-hmm. You knew that there was something, some sort of structures, perhaps even north. people to the north. Right. Uh, and here at the edge of this bog mm-hmm. and where Chell fell, mm-hmm. unfortunately, there does seem to be some kind of raised path. Okay. It looks to be compacted mud or dirt or perhaps even stones, mm-hmm. uh, seashells and sand walking path. Okay. There's no immediate signs of anything other than Swampland and that that maddening buzz of the flies right. as they land on Chell and even a few try to land on you. Can I look for her body? The other half is it around? Uh, investigation check. Five. It is just such an overwhelming new environment. Okay, I think I'm gonna take one of my skirts and like put it over her like a blanket. Oh, so she's not just yeah. halved. And I think I'm gonna go up the path, the Shelley path. You begin to pick your way. Yeah. Uh, it seems to loop around, loop and mosey around multiple pools, each of which uh, creak and croak with various life. You can see frogs uh, leaping into the water. You can see many different types of iridescent bugs and beetles, dragonflies buzzing around. Uh, in the higher branches, you can hear the calls of birds mm-hmm. and uh, even once a crocodile slipping deep into the marsh. 
eyes gleaming, submerging under the water. And you head along this path. Great. We're in the Everglades. <laughs> Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. <laughs> the final form boss. <laughs> that bitch, Carol, Carol Baskin. Baskin. You walk this muddy path. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you see signs of life. Barrels and containers and even the odd fishing rod left in the crook of a multi-branched tree. Even a boat hanging from a thick tree from a branch next to a basic uh, workbench. The floor of the boat is rotted through. The planks on this little, like, sort of thin canoe-like boat uh, are rotted through. This workbench below it uh, are those planks and tools uh, and an extremely bright, well-maintained steel handsaw. It looks completely out of place, especially as some of the other mallets and hammers seem to themselves be a little uh, moist and rotted. Mm -hmm. And even the planks that were going to be used, you notice, uh, to repair the boat now seem waterlogged and stained with the the muck of the swamp. But this steel handsaw, bright and shining in this full gloom, I think the sun now is almost completely set and you are uh, navigating by the faintest illumination from the sky above and possibly the lightning bugs that are now beginning to uh, sort of trickle in among the treetops above. Mm -hmm. What do you do? I think I want to look around to see if there's any like sign of somebody footprints or something that's coming for the handsaw. Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you just walk on up to the handsaw and you see uh, a rotted leather case and a knapsack out of hemp or some other woven fibers Mm -hmm. and a rolled scroll. Can I open it? Mm -hmm. It's very simple. You read and write, but uh, I I wonder if it's like some sort of specific dialect that your family or... Mm -hmm. or, But honestly, you guys would have had to have spoken many things to Mm -hmm. be able to talk to all of the different people that your caravans uh, visited. So this is a recognizable script, although clearly it's a local language. And you can make out labor needed at Moinho Fantasma for tools, food, and silver. Report to Kaya Scipio. Authorized... By El Piero. Oh shit! My pose Valero. Uh, Moinho, Fantasma. Ho, Fantasma. Okay. You can and try to translate that if you like. Can I? It's one of the things that you can't really pick apart as a dialogue. Yeah. What is that? Intelligence. Yeah, I think it would be intelligence. Okay. Nineteen. You're Ooh. pretty sure that mill is uh, a, a word for Moinho. Okay. Fantasma kind of just sounds like ghost. Okay. Ghost mill. Can you read it again, Joe? Labor needed. Labor needed at Moinho Fantasma for, like F-O-R, tools, food, and silver. Report to Kaya Scipio, authorized by El Piero. Am I right in assuming that Kaya Scipio is a name? Yes. Or a town? Okay. 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 And you said there are structures towards the north, but Mm -hmm. I'm all turned around. You're, You're headed along the path, and you do seem to be coming across more and more signs of habitation. Can I take the scroll mm-hmm. and the handsaw? Is there anything in the knapsack? Yeah, some uh, some leaf-wrapped uh, rations that as you open them, uh, bugs skitter out. Ew, gross. Okay. Okay. And I think I'm just going to keep trekking. And you come upon the village <gasps> as the sun has set. Stilt houses leaning over the swamp. Wooden bridges and trellises over the dark water. Long, skinny boats and floating docks hanging underneath the houses. Clearly, this was the way of life. Mm -hmm. And on a post at the edge of the village, a posted scroll, unfurled and yellowing with damp. The exact same one that you have. Oh, okay. And you hear a voice. (gasps) Oh, my God. You're going to have to pay for that. 
You're gonna have to pay for that. I'm not made of money. I sang until I sang until I sang. You're gonna have to pay for that. Oh. I'm in a town, y'all. Can we get a, uh, Najma mini? Who's that lady? It me. <laughs> Naked in the street. Naked in, in the my street. my brown panties in the street.